0: Love Talk Radio. The Madden voice. Three, two, one, now. Yo, Commissioner T here. It is Sunday, December fifth. Halftime of the Washington. Oh, yeah, I almost said it. Washington football team, Las Vegas Raiders game. The football team is up seven to three. You know, I've been I've been thinking about getting on the air all weekend to talk about some stuff, and and I didn't just. I don't know, I was feeling a little lazy and, you know, but as I was sitting here watching football and I, there's just so much on my mind, but this will not be a long show because I want to go back and watch the game, but there's a few things I want to talk about. Um, and and I probably won't get to them all because I'll forget because I didn't write anything down. I mean, I literally – blog talk has this great feature. It's called Go Live, and you literally log in and you press Go Live, and in a minute you're live. <laughs> um I, which is what I did. So um, there's probably nobody listening because I did no advertising. The guys don't know that uh, I'm doing this. And if you're listening now, you're probably a podcast listener. So, hey, uh, hope hope the show is entertaining you. And if it's not, let me know. We'll make it better. Um, but, you know, let, let me let me start with Antonio Brown because I'm really bothered by the fact that, well, I'm not bothered by the fact that he's got three games. I'm bothered by the fact Aaron Rodgers got fined. He got fined fourteen or $15,000, which, you know, if you made $100 million in your career, which I'm sure he's made more than that, and then all the endorsements he's done, like $15,000 would be like, I don't even think it would even be like 15 cents to you and I. I think it'd be even less than that. It's really nothing. I mean, it's a lot of money but not to these guys, you know, you want to hurt them. You want, you know, you want to send a message, you know, don't, don't, don't allow them to play the game they love that hurts them more than fining them or that kind of stuff. Um, not, not 15,000 dollars. But the reason that it bothers me is because what they're saying is because the NFL knew that Rogers wasn't vaccinated. He didn't lie to the NFL. He didn't misrepresent his status to the NFL. Even though we, we, we've all seen the press conference where he says, I've been immunized, we know that that was a lie. And apparently Antonio Brown had a personal chef, didn't pay his personal chef, personal chef got pissed off and blew the whistle on which I, I, there's got to be more to that story. I'm sorry, That's, that just seems petty to me. But regardless, apparently he went to, and obtained a fake vac- vaccination card then and then presented it to the NFL upon, I'm not sure the circumstances, but to kind of show that he was, that he was vaccinated. And then from what the reports are, he felt, I don't know if he felt guilty or if he realized he made a big mistake, he then went and got vaccinated. So he actually is vaccinated. So so the people are saying that because he lied to the NFL, that's why he's being suspended, him and two other guys who I've never even heard of. And because Aaron Rodgers didn't lie to the NFL, he, that's why he didn't get suspended. But my problem with this whole thing is, one, Aaron Rodgers lied, okay? He's a public figure. He's the face of the league. He lied. So problem number one. But my bigger problem is, didn't he violate protocols? Isn't that why you find him? It's because he violated COVID protocols. He went to the Halloween party. We, we, we saw him on the field talking to players with no mask after every game, right? I never saw him masked up like Carson Wentz does, who <laughs> said he's not vaccinated but puts on a mask and then goes and talks to the players. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. We saw him, I think it was Jalen Hurts, um, not Jalen Hurts, um, the guy, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Um, I think it was him. We saw him whispering in his ear probably, okay, like, hey, you know, you're going to be a great player, keep it up, or whatever words of encouragement. Um, he's not vaccinated. Isn't that a problem? Doesn't that violate protocols? And, so, and of course, we know about the Halloween party he went to. So, you know, Mr. John Wick, you know, so, so how is Antonio Brown, yes, he lied. Yes, I guess it's a federal offense to forge the seals of the CDC and the World Health Council. Okay, that's law. That's law enforcement's issue. If they want to press charges, you know, whatever, that's fine. And if they feel like that's a violation that they need to do something, about, I'm talking to NFL, who fined them three three games, okay, and said he violated COVID protocols, which is what Aaron Rodgers did. So why does Aaron Rodgers get a $15,000 fine and Antonio Brown gets a three-game suspension? And Antonio Brown, from what we can see, put nobody at risk because he went and got vaccinated. And Rodgers put plenty of people at risk, and he just gets fined. I, I just I got a problem with that. And I I and I know that, you know, if the NFL knew that Rodgers wasn't vaccinated and then watched his behavior as he's one of the faces of the league and then made the decision to turn the other cheek, shame, shame on it. Shame on the NFL. Shame on them. He should he should the the boom should be lowered. I remember another face to the league that uh, there was a a um airball pressure controversy and at the end of the day I believe Mr. Brady got a four game suspension. So why does Rogers get away with a fifteen thousand dollar fine? Bothers the hell out of me. I don't wanna think what, what is obvious to me is actually true. People will say, Well, you know, Antonio Brown has had other issues and other problems. Okay then say that. Say that because of repeated violations of NFL rules or NFL protocols or whatever. Like, don't just say it's because of COVID safety, you know, protocols. Then tell us it's a cumulative penalty. Okay, then I got nothing to say because he has done other things. And if this, but he's been penalized for those other things. So I'm just, it just says, it it just doesn't feel right to me. And I had to get that out. We'll probably talk about it more Tuesday night, 9 o'clock on the bad voice. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, coaching matters. I think I've said that. Um, I, I like to take credit for things that I should be taking credit for. And I believe on the Madden voice, we really popularize the quarterback, head coach, relationship, focused. I truly believe we did that um, because I've been watching football my whole life, and I never heard pundits and analysts, focus on that relationship like we did now it's it's now everyone that's what they talk about so hey you you know stranger things have happened but we do broadcast in Bristol Connecticut okay and it is public information and I have had some pretty important people on the show so you know not hard to find the Madden voice I mean you know you search Madden you know on uh, Madden NFL on uh, Google Uh, somewhere in there behind the video game and the numerous video game uh, posts, the show's going to pop up. I'm just saying. And so if you don't think that when these guys are talking about teams all week and how this team didn't show up and this team is this and this team is that, that these guys aren't hearing it, they call it noise. The players and the coaches call it noise. Let me tell you something. They all hear it. Especially with social media today, and the ability to get a thirty-second soundbite anywhere you go now. Anywhere you go, you can get a thirty-second soundbite. You can be anywhere because of your cell phone and because of all the social media out there. You can get Adrian Peterson just scored a touchdown. Oh my god! I had to pick him up quickly because my other running back was inactive, and he scored a touchdown. Yay, fantasy football! Anyway, the, the way you know the, the ability to get a a soundbite from your cell phone, from, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Internet, um, all the other apps, the NFL apps, the NFL Fantasy Football app, Yahoo Fantasy Football app, you know, like there's so many places to go, NFL.com, and you can get sound bites. These guys can't run from this. Maybe the veterans don't care, but some people care. And if you don't think that I know what I'm talking about, Watch Nick Saban's interview after they upset air quotes because I don't think it's an upset, but everybody picked Georgia. In Georgia's defense, I don't really follow college football. That's my brother's gig. He's a college football nut. My dad used to watch. Our dad used to watch college football. Jay's a chip off the old block, even more than me, and he watches. I don't watch. I love football. I just can't give during the season. That Saturday and Sunday, I like my Saturdays to be flexible. Fluid, as somebody we know says, um, if I really got into football, then my Saturdays would be booked too, and I need a Saturday. I need Saturdays to myself. So, but I did watch Georgia and Alabama because I watched it mainly because everybody didn't give Alabama a chance, and I'm like, twelve and zero versus eleven and one in my lifetime. That, that's that's never lopsided. In my lifetime, a guy like Nick Saban, who is clearly the best college football coach ever. At, at, is not ever out of it, just as we're seeing with the Patriots in the NFL and Bill Belichick. By the way, we do know that Commissioner T called that the Patriots would, you know, they're in a dark horse and I look at them, you know, playoff team. Um, but my point is that matters. And when these guys are dogging these teams and calling them out and all of that, trust me, it motivates them. It motivates them. And that's why this season has been wide open with the outside exception of maybe an Arizona, you know, I think every other team has had at least one ugly loss, every other team. So, you know, it matters. So don't discount it. Don't don't discount anything that you hear and don't act like NFL players and, you know, athletes aren't human, aren't people, you know, You, you know, you're 24, 25 years old playing in the NFL you're not married, you may have a girlfriend, more than likely you don't have any kids, you know, you have practice, you get out of practice, you know, if you have practice, you're, you're in the facility at 7 in the morning, you get treatment, whatever, you do you do the thing, you know, walkthroughs, whatever, you're done, I don't know, I, I've never played pro football, but I don't know, you're done 5, 6 o'clock, so you got the rest of the evening, you go home, you have something to eat, you relax, take a shower, whatever, you relax, what do people do? What do you do when at the end of your long day? Now, if you're, if you're married or have a girlfriend, okay, obviously those things change. If you have kids, obviously those things alter too, right? But at some point, what do most people do? Most people, regardless, regardless, will get on their phone. You don't believe me? Go to a restaurant and just watch a number of people having dinner and on their phone. Go to a bar, walk through, and watch the number of people on their phone, okay? It's what people do. It's what goes on today. People are on their phone. They're texting. They're emailing. They're on social media. And there's, you know, a plethora of social media places to go. So if you think that these pro football players aren't doing the exact same thing, you're crazy. So they see it, and I promise you this, it motivates them. I watched a series of interviews today. That I never even knew existed. It was so intriguing to me because Stephen A. Smith is the bane of my existence. Because on one side of it, I respect that he he came from nothing, right? He's not he, he he he's not a former athlete. He's not a former head coach. You know, he, he was a reporter. He was a beat writer. And the man is now making millions. I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for anyone who worked their way, um, you know, from the bottom to the top, right? We here, And I have nothing but respect for that, and what he's created, the branding that he's done. I have nothing but respect for the fact that he will put um, black issues front and center, whether it's, you know, racial injustice or coaching or, you know, whatever. And, and so on that side of it, nothing but respect for the man would love to shake his hand. The other side of it, is there is an arrogance, and I'm not talking about confidence. There's a difference. I'm talking about arrogance, that way, that, that borderline browbeating and the way I see him treat people that don't agree with him or whatever. Now, if you notice, he won't do that to someone that he feels brings more to the table than he does. He'll do that to a Max Kellerman or a J.J. Reddick or a lot of the ESPN employees, because that's his world, because he's, he's like the Dallas Cowboys. I know he would hate to hear that, but he's like the Dallas Cowboys. People love him, and people love to hate him. So guess what? When he says something, people listen. They either listen because they want to agree with him and support him, or they listen because they think it's ridiculous. But just like, just like sports, just like Jerry Jones says, all, all media is good media. If they're talking about you, you're relevant. If they're not talking about you, there's a problem. So he's very popular. My problem, though, is, you know, he got Max Culliman fired off of ESPN, or, or I mean, maybe fired is a bit strong, but he got him replaced because he thought that the chemistry had died. Um, I think it's because Max probably got a little tired of taking his crap. Got tired of being browbeaten, started standing up to him a little bit more, and notice Molly's doing some of that too. Okay, but they're not going to let Molly go. First of all, Molly Molly is 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 um you know women have really entered the sports scene, and there was a time when they were allowing women in and there was nothing about sports because they they were attractive, and that was kind of an issue. That's not the case no more. Like they're allowing attractive women. Molly's very attractive, but Molly knows football. Molly knows sports. Molly's worked for the NFL Network, okay. Molly's husband is Jalen Rose, okay. So like, like she's all into the sports. Molly went to UConn, by the way. Go Huskies. Um, so, you know, Molly's been standing up to him a little bit more, and I'm kind of watching that dynamic because you know he likes to browbeat her, and bring up UConn's football team and stuff like that, and and. But I saw these series of interviews, Gregor, fought, um, Cowboy Cerrone, I think I'm saying his name right, and annihilated him in 40 seconds. And Joe Rogan, who is Mr. MMA, now I remember Joe Rogan from Fear Factor, okay, which I thought he did a great job with the show Fear Factor. If you, you go on YouTube and watch some old reruns of Fear Factor. Joe Rogan had hair, and but now Joe Rogan is an MMA aficionado. Um, I don't know his background, like if he was a former MMA fighter or trainer or whatever, but he's kind of like the Max Kellerman of MMA, right? We know MMA, Kim Max has, you know, been doing boxing for, for many years, HBO, Showtime, ESPN, and Joe Rogan is kind of on that level. He knows MMA. So apparently it's the post-fight interview, Stephen A. really rubbed um, some, some people off. Joe Rogan, first and foremost. Um, Conor McGregor said that you know he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's apologized to what he said. He said that Cerrone you know quit and um, you know didn't didn't uh, didn't show up, and a lot of negative things. And you know Rogan's point was the NBA. This is this is MMA. This is different. You, you know people don't quit. They're fighters you don't have a bad night and come back the next night and make up for it like you do in the NBA, you know, and and you should Google it. And Stephen A. Smith took great offense to being challenged and being um, told that he didn't know what he was talking about. But pretty much every MMA expert said Stephen A. Smith should not talk MMA. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And it was so interesting because, I feel that way about him when he talks football, frankly. I think mean, most of the time he doesn't know what he's talking about. Basketball's probably the only place where he kind of gets it. Obviously, he's covered basketball a long time. But I feel that way when I listen to him talk football, you know. But Google it, and you'll see what I mean. So, anyway, I was going somewhere with that, but I I, I forgot. I uh, Maybe I'll remember Tuesday night. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do was just touch on the Cowboys. Uh, me and my brother did a show Thanksgiving time. Uh, didn't do We didn't do a show last week. My apologies. I was under the weather, but ready to go this Tuesday night. Cowboys won against the Saints uh, 27-17. Uh, Saints did get a late, meaningless touchdown, but, you know, 27-17 was the final score. And you would think Dallas lost that game. It's amazing when you listen to people. Now, and, and this includes fans. This includes fans, but you you would think Dallas lost that game. Now let me let me give you some some facts about this game. Um, number one, the Saints, I believe, and, 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 and I have to go back and double check, but I believe the Saints have beaten Tampa Bay. I believe the Saints have beaten um, who else did they beat? They beat two other. Did they beat Kansas City? They beat two other good teams. Okay, I'm going to try to look it up while I'm talking. But you know, okay. The Saints have injuries. Who doesn't? You know, but I, I got, I got, I had to listen. Oh, and their 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 defense was like their run defense was like third in the league or something. But you know, I I had to listen to all of the kind of. I, I can't do this while I'm on a show, but um, my point is, if you look up the Saints, they've got some quality wins, and I, I can't look it up now because I'm talking, but um, they got some quality wins. So my point, so that's so, so my point is, and people try to diminish that game. You know, they're on the third quarterback. They had all these injuries. Okay, so so let's talk about Dallas, right? Because since we we, we want to give to the Saints, you know, the Saints were in their third quarterback. Now they're in their third quarterback because the second quarterback he was healthy. That was the coach's decision. It wasn't like he was hurt. Uh, Peyton decided to go to Taysom Hill instead of Trevor Simeon. Okay, so. I, I don't know it's the same thing. You say he's on the third quarterback. Like, that that means anything. Jameis is out. Okay, that's their starter. But they're on their backup quarterback. Okay, gotcha. And, you know, they're missing, the, you know, some offensive linemen. Kamara was out. Inger played. Michael Thomas has been out all year. You know, so, yeah, there's some key players that they're missing. Let's talk about the Cowboys for a minute. Um, Terrence Steele is the starting right guard. Now, Lyle Collins is more than capable, but Terrence Steele was out. Okay, you could say, well, Collins is a former pro, is a pro bowler and was the starter this year, so no 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 penalty there. Okay, fine. Amari Cooper was back. He played twenty four plays. Clearly not in not in shape yet. Played, but not in shape yet. Ceedee Lamb was back after missing two games from the concussion protocol. Looked good, but was out two games. So you know I don't know how his conditioning was. Uh, Zeke played. Uh, you could see him lifting. Got a bone bruise on his knee. Okay. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence played game one. In between game one, game two, broke his foot at practice. Missed the last nine games. Looked good, but he's just coming back after missing nine games. Okay. Um, Randy Gregory, who's been a wrecking machine on defense, out. Hopefully we'll have him back for the next. um, Cedric Wilson. Okay. fourth you know, since the other receivers are back, um, you know, fourth uh, wide receiver, but also was a punt returner. He was out. And also, Cowboys had strength coaches out, had offensive line coaches out, probably had about eight coaches out from COVID, including their head coach. Now, I don't know how much of a factor that head coach being there or not mattered, but he was out. Okay, so, while they, they were probably better staffed up than staffed, <laughs> they were probably better staffed up than the Saints, they were list, uh, missing a lot of coaches, and they had players just coming back, and conditioning was an issue. And something that I didn't know, but one of the postgame shows told me is that Prescott has not run, physically run the ball in the last two games, which shows me that he's still concerned about that calf. Which could be why some of his. I'm going to go online and I'm going to go on a record and say Dak's still hurt. I suspect by next game, Dak will be 100. Okay, they got an extended you know week and a half off. They probably had the last few days off. Probably get back at it tomorrow. Probably starting tomorrow, they'll get back to their normal normal. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, they would go back. They would go tomorrow, have treatment and stuff, be off Tuesday, and then install the game plan on Wednesday. And that's generally how it works. But. I just want to say that this time of the year, everybody's hurt. Everybody's got issues. A win is a win. And, you know, when the playoffs start and Dallas is in the playoffs and they're hosting the Rams or, you know, whoever they might be hosting, no one's going to think, well, you know, that Week 12 win against, um, you know, who uh, um, they just beat, the Saints? You know, that really wasn't a very impressive win. No one's going to care. You know, it just annoys me that they want to, they you know, okay, I was guilty of this week one because I didn't know what I had in this team. So I was optimistic because even though they lost, they played hard. So a loss, that was just a very impressive loss. But, you know, how much time do you want to spend, you know, dissecting it? And, you know, I, I just, you know, the run game. They don't want to talk about the run game and how the Cowboys' run game is,
1: you know, they,
0: they, they're not doing well. They had 22 carries for 146 yards. But you ask any pundit, and they'll say, well, if you take two of those runs away, they had 20 carries for 60-something yards. Tony Pollard had a 58-yard run, and then C.D. Lamb, who it was a pass, but because it was a backward pass, a lateral, it was, it, it's considered an extended handoff or a run. So if you take those two runs away, this is what they did. Excuse me, but they did those runs. Why would we take them away? Why would they not count? You, you want the Cowboys to run the ball. You say run and don't give up. They run, and for the most part, the run was stifled. But they did break a couple. You know why? Because they kept trying to run the ball. So you don't give them credit? Uh, it's, it's just amazing to me that the team is now 8-4, and four, Got a good win, and I watched the shows and that wasn't everybody there were some teams that are like look they're just starting to get healthy they're just starting to get players back they didn't have the coaches you know I think they're setting themselves up for a great December okay let's see I like how that sounds let let's see okay um but there were a lot of people that you know uh, well you know I'm still worried you know now I'll tell you what I'm worried about I am worried about the offensive line because I don't see this line, even with Tyron Smith back, even with Lyle Collins back, even with uh, Zach Martin, I still don't see this line dominating like it once was, even earlier this year. It's not. So, you know, I hope that that's addressed. I don't know why, because it's the same guys from a few games ago. You know, Tyron Smith was out, he's back. So you've got McGovern at left guard, and you've got Connor Williams. They're both named Connor. Connor McGovern, McGovern Connor Williams, left guard. <clears throat> for my money, I'd go with McGovern. You've got Oddish at center. You know, we had Travis Frederick for a number of years. We were spoiled. Nate Newton called him the president. The guy was uh, an incredible center. Um, I don't know if Beatish can be on that level. I, I would say this is – this is I think this is a second or third year. Um, I would probably stick with him maybe one more year, but I keep my eye on that because there's been a lot of times where I haven't been impressed with what I've seen out of him. Zach Martin's all-world. He's fine. And, frankly, I think, I mean, if, if if they grade steal and they say he's playing better, fine. I think you're fine either way. I think Collins, to me, is more – you know, has seen more, done more. He would be the one I would play but what the, what the team needs to do, and maybe after just COVID scare and the injury starting to lighten up a bit, who are your five starters and then stick with those five it, 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 in one of the games, they were bringing they were they were subbing in and out um, the the left guard and the right tackle. that's yeah, these guys got to get a rhythm. These guys got to get used to playing next to each other, and the the best offensive lines that we've seen Are the ones that stick together and play together. They get to know each other. They get the communication can only improve. Would you start bringing people in and out in the same game, and you know, because you know, well, let me give this guy a chance. I just don't. I think that's a sign of weakness. Pick your five. This is your five. I don't give a damn who it is. You know, uh, whoever it is, your best five. You put them out there. So, anyway, look. Probably went longer than I planned to. I just, I just, I had to get some things off my chest. Cowboys are 8-4. Um, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Washington football team is winning. I'm hoping that the, the uh, Raiders can get a win here. That would put the football team at seven losses, which would be great. Uh, the Eagles are already at seven losses, but they did win, so they're at six wins. But if the football team, ooh, nice play. Hopefully there's no flag, but that's a nice play by Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. I, I'm, I've am i been around too long. Um, but it would be nice at the end of the day if all three NFC East teams underneath Dallas had at least seven losses. The Giants have eight. They're done. Uh, the Eagles have seven, but they do have six wins. they got to buy a week. And the Washington football team right now has seven. It would be great to – I'm sorry, six. It would be great getting to seven because that means all of the teams in the lost column are three games behind the Cowboys with – five games to go, which is a great place to be. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. I just had to get some stuff off my chest. I'm going to go back and watch. uh, Hopefully Oakland, uh, another nice play. Hopefully Oakland can uh, get this win over Washington. And um, the Madden Voice will be back Tuesday night, 9 p.m. I expect Dr. Train. I expect JB. I expect K-Star. And uh, I was told, I did do the Steve to the Max show earlier today, I was told that um, Max will be joining, will be, uh, you know, be on the show uh, Tuesday night. And who else, who knows who else might show up. So, thanks for listening. I hope everybody's having a great Sunday. Um, Christmas will be here 20 days away. The countdown begins. Oh, that was almost a touchdown. Uh, sorry. It's kind of fun, actually, doing the show when I'm watching the game. Maybe next Sunday I'll I'll do that. Um, let me think about it all right enjoy enjoy the rest of the day football uh, we'll see you Tuesday night 9 pm good night hey.